Welcome to episode number 35. I had to uh, press the button twice. I don't know why Zoom's doing that to me, but we'll go with that. Uh, episode number 35, the Illini Basketball Podcast. Uh, finally able to talk about some games, and I think this is going to be a recruiting-free episode, I think. Yeah, I don't have anything. Well, you never know what comes up. You never know. <laughs> uh, we'll discuss the first three games of the season, and, uh, you know, I don't really – I think – it's not letting me press the mute button so I can hear myself twice. That's good. Um, I think a lot of people might be disappointed. I don't know why, if, why they should be uh, just because, you know, you're ranked number eight in the country. You expect to roll over these teams that aren't in the power conferences, the teams, you know, in the Mac, I mean, Mac teams are not easy to play against most of the time when they're good Mac teams, but people are overreacting yesterday and I get it. I mean, it's hard for me not to overreact in the moment, but uh you know, uh, we'll start, it, though, on uh, Wednesday. I, I didn't think, it, you know, I, overreaction. I, it was nice to actually cheer for a game, though. So, but, yeah, we'll start with uh, Illini versus NCA&T. Um, 122 to 60. So, uh, not a whole lot of game, but it was nice to, to get to see everybody play. Um, you know, the whole bench got to play. Um kind of just the games that you want to start off the season, really. Um, uh, we, If you're new to the show, we always do a player of the game to start off the show or to start off every game. Uh, my player of the game was Adam Miller. Um, I just wrote yours down as Adam Miller, too. I yeah, I was going to pick him, yeah. That's who you were going to pick. Um, what a great uh, game for the freshman. Uh, first game of the year. Comes out, scores 28 points, three rebounds, three assists. Um, and it was just, uh, it was nice to see him, uh, started out his career with a three from the corner. Um, he, uh, he ended up setting the freshman record, uh, surpassing Brandon Paul's 25. Um, Illinois, uh, set a few records during this little three game streak. So, um, that's, that's what you want to happen. That's what you want teams to do. So. When was the last time Illinois had a freshman like this that is number one, this ready to play in the Big Ten? Look at his body. He's ready. I mean, oh, yeah. And, it, and this good of a shooter. about it. When yeah. was the last time we had that as a freshman? It's been I, a while. I, mean, I can't even DJ think. DJ Richardson that. was a good shooter, but I, I, it's just a little different. Adam Miller is a little, uh, I think he's a little built different, as they say. The kids say uh, that these days. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, he's definitely, definitely built different. I mean, just looking at him compared to Curbelo, uh, he, there's definitely a difference between the two. Yeah. Um, so, uh, starting lineup uh, was exactly what we thought it would be. Frazier Miller, uh, DeMonte Williams, Io, and Kofi. Um Io and, and Miller both had great games. Io had 28 points also, 10 rebounds, five assists uh, for a nice little double-double to start out the year. Um, so, uh, Io, I felt like Io's shot was a lot better. Um, it looks nicer uh, coming off his hands. He has a lot better rotation, it seems. Uh, I noticed yesterday a couple shots he didn't have that rotation but it just seems to spin a lot better, which is, is nice. So um, he had five threes. Um, Illinois as a team um, had 17, I believe. How uh, many contested threes record. did they take out of the 31? They took 31 threes. I don't think any of them were really 
back in testing. No, they were pretty open. Um, which, which I mean, was very a lot of a lot of ball movement helped helped with that. Um, I'm surprised how uh, sharp they looked right out of the gate. I know they're not playing a, a tough opponent, but right and yeah, yeah and that's a you know that's what you kind of kind of wondered. I mean, I know that you kind of questioned if their offense would be as good as as we thought. Um, of course, against these two teams, the first two games, you know, the competition really wasn't there. Uh, but they they put up points. I mean, 122 is pretty impressive. So, um, but Demonte uh, had a good game. I thought Demonte was just he does what Demonte does, and he did it over all three games. Um, he had the first steal of the line I season, which I thought was very fitting for um, you know the best defender on the team. Um, and, he, and he's shooting the ball well. He was two for four this game, had six points. Um, and Illinois is going to need that uh, later on when they start playing better teams. Um, that outside threat uh, Ohio, against Ohio, which we'll talk about later, they really didn't have it. Um, and, and, it, it and it changed the game, really. So, um, But DeMonte had five rebounds, too. Uh, led the team with seven assists. So uh, it it's just nice to see him doing things that, um, you know, we, we really, we don't expect him to be a breakout scorer player, but he does those little things um, and, and always has. So it's nice to see that he was right back into the groove with that. Um, Kofi, 18 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, I think he had three or four blocks. Uh, so I didn't really notice a lot of improvement with Kofi this year. <laughs> Um, I, sadly, I thought he was going to be stronger. Um, I mean, he's a strong guy, but he gets that ball and he gets it down around his waist and he's got, you know, three guards smacking at it. He doesn't ever hang on to it. Um, you're that tall, keep the ball up, you know, high and, and don't let those little dudes get in there. He's got so. a chance to, uh, you know, show out against the good opponents next week. Maybe yeah. he'll do it. Uh, but you know, he, I agree. I didn't see much improvement. And uh, I can't wait to talk about Georgie. That'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it seemed like Illinois wasn't getting Kofi the ball at all the first half. Um, didn't need the, to. The start of the second half, um, I think that they really tried to force it in a little bit more than maybe they should. But, uh, you know, overall, I mean, but 18 points, 10 rebounds. Um, and I think he averaged like 12 rebounds over these – three games so he's still still big and he's gonna average a double double just like i said so, so he averaged more rebounds than a chicago state guy <laughs> entire i believe so yeah That's good stuff yeah um trent frazier uh you know he had an okay game uh nothing really that stood out uh he was two of seven from three two of ten from the field um so he really – his shot didn't seem back, but uh, uh, Underwood said after the game he went to Ubin and he put up shots for hours. And, and we'll talk about the next game, but but he definitely found something while he was doing that. And uh, he's the only Illini player that, that fouled out. So, uh, we get Trent shooting better. We get DeMonte making threes. It's really going to open up the court for, for guys like Io and Miller and getting the ball down to Kofi. So – Kind of, kind of need him to 
to get his shot going. Like I said, he did in the second game. So, um, but uh, the bench, we'll talk about the bench a little bit. Uh, first guys off the bench, we kind of talked about who we thought it would be. They actually um, seem to be, uh, they brought in Grandison and Curbelo for DeMonte and Miller. Um, Miller did butt heads with, Kofi and had a bloody nose, so I think that's what he thousand went out. points after that. So, he's so <laughs> yeah, um, Grandison had a good game: uh, ten points, four or five from the field, uh, two or two from three. Uh, he has a nice little quick release. He reminds me a lot of Griffin, Alan Griffin. Um, kind of iffy when he puts the ball on the floor, but uh, attacks attacks the boards well. Had eight rebounds, um, and. And really, he just has like a quick – like when he gets the ball, if he's shooting, he it's quick. So, uh, hopefully he, you know, keeps going. Um, Curbelo got some time, uh, eight points, two rebounds, six assists. Um, Illini – this Illini team had 31 assists on 44 baskets. So, um, pretty good, pretty good uh, average there, which we talked about assists and – how Io led with 3.3 last year. So hopefully they're they're uh, working on that a little bit more. Um, Curbelo, you can tell he's a freshman. Um, he traveled the first time he came down the court. Uh, he kind of gets a little a little crazy. I you know he I I don't mind the no look passes things like that. It's probably a lot easier to do in high school than it's against college competition. Um, but there was uh, one time where he did a little no-look pass to Kofi, and Kofi had no idea what to expect. Um, probably should have lobbed it up, let Kofi slam it. Um, but, you know, he he uh, he didn't play terrible, but he is he is over these games. He is, he is turning the ball over at, at more of a tick than you'd like to see, but the whole team's kind of doing that. Um, we'll talk about that the next two games. Um, they've just been kind of sloppy with the ball. Uh, you know, if, if Trent doesn't get a shot back, um, like I said, he, he shot well in the second game, but, um, I can see Curbelo and Trent kind of averaging the same amount of minutes, um, just to have that actual point guard in the game. But, uh, Trent started to impress me later on, uh, not so much this game, but the next two games he did. So, um, your board, your boy, Georgie, <laughs> Uh, seven points, seven rebounds, three assists. Um, I don't think they did anything wrong this game. Uh, he took yeah, care of the it ball. Gets, it okay. gets worse. Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't think in this game him and Kofi ever hit the court together. Um, that was not the case in the next two It's going to be hard to avoid that uh, when it's actually like a competitive game. Like I know the Chicago, I know the Chicago State game wasn't competitive, but – they yeah. still were on the court a couple times together. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to avoid that when you're playing a good team. So yeah, yeah, you got to figure um, something out because when they're both on the floor, it's very bad. It is. It is. Um, and they had a little video. I think it was yesterday or the day before about how easily Georgie could move into the four because he really wasn't a five. And I don't know what makes them think that, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, if you're not paying attention, you know, if someone's not paying attention or they just look at him, I mean, he looks like a four, but he's not good at it. I yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they say that was, that's his position is yeah. a four. So it was easy to move <laughs> into, but he doesn't play like it was easy to move into. Um, Coleman Hawkins, 
got some playing time, 13 minutes, five points, four rebounds, two assists. Uh, looked good. Didn't really impress in any way, but moved with the ball well, dribbled well. Um, didn't get any love from the uh, Big Ten Network about being a, one of the freshmen coming in, uh, which I know irks you a little bit. But Yeah, I don't know what was uh, up with that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so not, nothing there. Uh, again, this game, it was just – it is what it is. It was a nice little warm-up game. <clears throat> Nothing good thing. crazy happened. So last year they beat North Carolina A&T by 31 points. Okay, mm-hmm. this year they beat them by 62. So they doubled up on them. It's a solid job. Uh, I think North Carolina A&T was supposed to be a little bit better. I thought with like with like the transfers that came in. I yeah. thought that they would, you know, compete. I thought the Chicago State game would be a 62 point game, but uh, it wasn't. Yeah, it was only. It was uh, very it, close. 59. 59. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so uh, Chicago State, we'll go into that game next. Uh, 97-38 win. Uh, Ethan, player of the game? Well, I had to go with Io DeSumo, and for some reason you didn't, but I figured I'd throw him one since, you know, we got three <laughs> games. I wanted to go with three different guys, so I'm going with Io for this game. You could say yesterday's game, he could be the guy, which I wouldn't disagree with. Yeah. Uh, 22 points, 8 of 13 from the field, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, and he just makes it look so easy. I yeah. Mean, it did not feel like twenty-two, six, and seven. It was so, yeah. so easy. Io, Io's game looks looks so much better this year. Which is, I mean, it's not that his game was bad last year, but just when he gets to the hoop, um, he he's stronger. I mean, he, and you can tell yeah. that we, you know, we talked about how strong he is now. If he can um, shoot, compared, if so. he can shoot the way that he did in the first three games, for the most part and do all the other things, and plays – I mean, he played really good defensively yesterday in the second half. Mm, yeah, if he, he can do all of those things, I don't know how the hell you're supposed to stop him. Right. I think in the Big Ten right now, I mean, it's it's Garza and Io, number one and two, mm-hmm. whatever order you want. I'm sure most Illini fans would say Io, which I <laughs> sure. mostly agree with. But uh, after that, there's no – I mean, Io is going to be really hard to play against. And I can't think of any guard in the Big Ten that can – slow him down to a degree where it would really hurt the Illini. Right. And right. look at the way they're able to space the floor now with Miller out there and mm-hmm. all the other guys. And if, like you said, if Frazier can shoot as he has in the past, I mean, there's going to be a lot yeah. of space for this. Right. Offense. And there, there was a point during this game where, you know, the offense was running and they had nothing and it shot clock got under 10 seconds. And basically they just gave the ball to IO and everybody cleared out. And it's so nice to be able to have that guy. Um, obviously, Io could have been player of the game for all three of these games. Uh, I wanted to show love to the freshmen. Uh, freshmen coming in, so I gave it to Andre Carvello. Uh, had 18 points on nine of 13 shooting, seven rebounds, only one assist, which is a little disappointing. But uh, at one point, he had like eight in a row in the second half. He did play a lot in the second half. Got you know a lot of good time in just because this game was you know out of control. He had a nice uh, dunk, too. He did have a nice dunk. Um, so, uh, but still uh, turning the ball over, you know, just doing things that, that you can't do and they're not going to be able to do um, once they start playing better competition. Uh, if you notice with Ohio, um, the the guys that were in towards the end of the game were the starting five. Um yeah. Because they, you know, Underwood's not going to put those guys in 
you know, Curbelo and Hawkins and those guys in at that point. Um, just honestly, I don't think you can trust them yet. So, um, but uh, yeah, you said Io had 22 points. Miller had 15. Um, Kofi, I thought he started off strong around the hoop and then he kind of turned into lackadaisical Kofi a little bit um, later, but uh, 14 points for him on four or six shooting, 11 rebounds. Um, like I say, he's just going to get double digit rebounds all year. <clears throat> he was six and nine from the line, and I feel like his, his stroke at the free throw line is getting a lot better. Um, I know that last year it, it wasn't terrible, but he seems to to has he's worked on that and it does look better. The team still sucks from the free throw line, so that's good. Oh, the team's terrible from the free throw line. I mean, and the it, only one that I can really trust is uh, none of them. <laughs> right. I owe, I owe when Miller. it matters, but yeah, I want to trust Adam Miller, but he seems a little shaky from there. Uh, well, and you games. and you would think Trent Frazier, yeah. but uh, he went one to two quite a few times. And so. Georgie and I saw uh, for two yesterday in that sequence, uh, two shots missed them both, not even really close. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like uh, you uh, need to hit your free throws in big games. So maybe yeah. they'll be able to do that uh, in the future. I doubt they it. Definitely. We'll um, and, and there's some with Kofi when he gets when he when he's away from the hoop and he has the defender on his backside, he he doesn't know what to do. There there were points, you know, his touch around the hoop. We talked about it last year when he would just chuck it off the backboard. Um, he's still doing that, um, but when he gets the player on his front side and he's got the hoop, they got to get him the ball. And there were a lot of times, uh, especially yesterday, where they didn't do that. Um, but when he gets the ball actually posting up, it, it usually doesn't end well for Illinois. So um, I'm hoping that they get that figured out. But he just – he cannot – he just cannot get the ball away – facing away from the hoop. Georgie can do that. I don't have any problem Georgie doing that and then getting that little baby hook in. But when Kofi does it, it always scares me. And, and I don't know how many turnovers Kofi had, but – Every time he brought the ball down, somebody stripped it away from him. I don't think there was a time where he brought it below his chest that it didn't get knocked out of his hands. So, um, I, I do like seeing this team. Um, you know, a made basket, they're pushing. Um, and, and Kofi is is one of the first guys leading the way when they do push. So, it's good to see that. He runs the floor really well. Um, but he's just got to find out you know, down in the paint and they got in, in the team needs to recognize when he's got those little dudes on him, you know, and he's posted up by the hoop, you know, they need to be able to get it in there too. And it shouldn't be that hard. They're faster than most teams. They so are. They when are. they can just turn into a track meet with Iowa running the floor and everyone running the floor, it's not going to be easy to stop them. So, mm -hmm. and they could do, I think they could do that against most big 10 teams too. Yeah. Especially yeah. Iowa, by the way. Yeah, now if someone slows down and plays half court sets like Ohio, might have a bit of a problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like you know, DeMonte's still shooting the ball really well. Uh, there was a point where Io was under the hoop, and DeMonte's just sitting in the corner, like I mean, literally four feet from him, and Io just doesn't he I don't know if he didn't see him or didn't want to get him the ball or what exactly was going on but he ended up passing it out to 
Trent, who was more out on the wing, and then Trent found Demonte for for a three. But it, it was just kind of odd that I I don't know if he didn't see him there or what, but uh, I just found it found it odd. So um, again, he, uh, Underwood's kind of doing this line change thing. Uh, brings in uh, Curbelo, Grandison, and Georgie, uh, and and so it was them, and then Io and Trent were on the floor. Uh, and Chicago State ran a zone, and it was it was real nice. Uh, Curbelo had the ball up top. Grandison was, you know, at the free throw line like you do against the zone. And then we had Georgie underneath, and it was just, you know, nice little pat, bounce pass to Grandison. Grandison, a little bounce pass to Georgie. Uh, nice, easy bucket. But – and you text me about this. This team seems to get lazy a little bit um, with their passes. Uh, especially when these guys come in and the starters go out. Uh, and, that, and I think that's what kind of causes these turnovers. Illinois had 18 turnovers again against Chicago State. Chicago State, and you're turning the ball over 18 times. And I get it that, you know, uh, I'm going to be honest. I watched the whole first half, and then we were doing – I had to make dessert for Thanksgiving. Not dedicated. You know, happy Thanksgiving, everybody, by the way. Um, hope you guys had a good one. But so the second half, I didn't get to see a lot. So I'm guessing that it was more, I'm hoping that it was more the guys off the bench that were doing this. But then you go and you look at the Ohio game, I think they ended up having 17, 19 turnovers. So it's definitely not all all the bench doing this. So It's ugly. I think they, uh, when they're winning by 30 or 40, I just, think they get really careless with the ball yeah and uh yeah that we saw that in the first two games yeah and brad jumped on them they were up 50 and underwood underwood got on them so but again you know it didn't seem to help too much because they still turned the ball over yeah i think once a game we're gonna see Mm -hmm. curbello just get chewed out by underwood because i think that those fancy passes if they work i guess that's okay i still think underwood is a little bothered by it if they don't work, good luck. But you knew you knew what you were getting with him. You knew that yeah. he was that kind of player. Uh, He'll get better again, at it too. Again, I don't I don't mind it as like you said, as long as it works. If it doesn't work, then you need to you know reel it in a little bit. So um, it was nice. Uh, Chicago State's coach uh, was at Morgan, an assistant at Morgan Park when Io was there. So nice that they got a little reunion. I saw them kind of bantering, you know, why Io was on the court. Um, and he was on the sideline, so that was that was good to see. Um, Georgie and Kofi, like we said, saw a lot more time on the floor together, and it's it's not pretty. Um, and, and they did it in the Ohio game too, uh, and we'll talk about that a little later. But even my buddy's like, uh, he texts the group, and he's like, I would like to see a five guard lineup. Take Kofi and Georgie both out, and let's see let's see the team run. Um, because especially with Ohio, they didn't. I mean, they had Vanderplas and they had the other other center, but I don't think it was anything that Illinois couldn't have handled. So, but Illinois started off these first two games shooting uh, extremely well. Uh, shot sixty percent in this game, thirty nine percent from three, and over the first two games they shot forty nine percent from three. Uh, just for comparison's sake, last year against. You know, similar competition these first two games. They only shot 28% from three. So, 
definitely shooting the ball better. I feel like they didn't shoot as many threes against Ohio because um, they still shot 40% against Ohio from three, which was kind of crazy. Uh, but Trent, like I said, he he did find a stroke uh, four of seven from three, so it's, it's always good to see. When Trent gets going, I feel like this Illinois team's always going to be better. Um, uh, they – Illinois dominated the boards this game. Uh, they held uh, Chicago State to 10 rebounds. Um, they, Chicago State only had one offensive rebound. And there was like over like 10 or 11 minutes where Chicago State didn't even get a rebound. Uh, like we said, Kofi had 11. DeMonte had nine. Uh, DeMonte's been rebounding really well, had nine this game. Um, and we'll talk about the next game, you know, how well he rebounded. So, um but, yeah, these, these first two games are kind of like what you want to see, <clears throat> you know, the, get everybody some playing time, you know, see what meshes well, what goes well, um, how the team is. Uh, this is uh, the first time a ranked team has won by 55 points in the first two games since the 89-90 Oklahoma team. And then I believe there was a – who was the other team? Um, but, like – the two teams, the one team went undefeated, and then uh, Oklahoma, I think, lost five games. So, yeah, so to be to be fair, though, to be fair, uh-huh. when was the last time a ranked team played two of the worst teams in the country <laughs> this season? I mean, sure. just to be fair, I mean, most of the time a ranked team is usually playing at least some sort of little event. It is a different year, obviously, we know that. But, yeah. like, you know, look at what Baylor was supposed to play. Arizona sure. State seed and all that kind of stuff. And uh, most teams start out with their first couple games. You know, at least you're playing someone that's going to give you a little something. So they made that happen in the third game, of course. But I yeah. think it's rare that a uh, ranked team plays two teams that uh, aren't good yeah. at all. Like not even, not even in the same – shouldn't even even <laughs> been on the court. Against I don't think that happens very often. Sure. Sure. Um, Illinois did have uh, six guys score double digits these first two games. So, um, but of course, like you said, two really bad teams. Um, Underwood put Ohio in this turn in this little tournament because he wanted some competition. So, uh, on to Ohio, where Illinois actually got some competition. So, big time competition. This game was way too close. But way too know. close. I I text my buddies with 14 minutes left and I'm like, I'm nervous. Like Ohio was playing well. Um, I think they played better than Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. They probably deserved to win the game. When it was 63-59 Illinois up four, I thought they were going to start to pull away, uh-huh. but then Ohio came right back. Yep. Yep, cuz they were up like 58-53 at one time. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, player of the game. Well, first off, I want to shout out Brad Underwood for putting Ohio in this because I think that's good. I think you play a MAC team in non-conference, especially one that's pretty good. I mean, for a MAC team, I guess they're good for a uh, for that conference. But I, I think Ohio is going to be good this year. Uh, I think Ohio is going to be near the top of the MAC. I don't know if they'll win it, but right. if they play like they did against Illinois and they show up you know right they seem well coached and they have some good players i mean i knew about vanderplas last season i knew that he was good i didn't know how good uh jason preston was but we'll yeah. get to him um yeah. but i went with uh demonte williams to change it up i could have gone to iowa i thought iowa was the second best player on the court overall i just think jason preston didn't turn it over scored 31 points very efficient yeah 
Yeah. Um, I was a better player, but yesterday uh, one of them was better. But yeah, Demonte eleven points, ten rebounds. He made three threes, seventy five percent, three or four. So he's getting open looks and he's making them. Yeah, and he had a huge one there. That great pass from Frazier. Huge. Um, yeah. To tie it up, tie it up, or go up one. I don't. I can't even remember what that's that all went over. I can, we got it later in the notes. Sorry. Do you have anything about uh, this? Was the game? This was the game where Underwood threw Griffith out there to send a message. Right? Was that yesterday? Yes. Oh, I hate that. I really do. We need to talk about that. <laughs> we will. It's in here. Don't worry. Good. Um, but yeah, Demonte was a nice little double double. His first of his career. So uh, great pick, Shout I think. I am gonna go with Io. Uh, like Take I said, an easy I, way out. <laughs> Io could have been. I first two games I didn't. Uh, Io uh, could have easily been player of the game in all these games, um, but uh, you know, Io was Io this game. Twenty-seven points on ten of twenty-one shooting, seven rebounds, eight assists. Great number to see. Um, he ended up becoming the fifty-first player in Illinois history with a thousand career points. And once again, he proved that when Illinois needs to close a game, Io is going to close games. So um, I don't know how you pick anybody but Io, but you know what? You do you. Um, I I felt like Illinois came out kind of flat this game. Um, you know, maybe it was the three games in three days. Um, maybe they didn't think Ohio was that good or gave them enough credit. Maybe it's because Ohio's bench was literally louder than most stadiums probably because those guys were on it. They were excited. They were pumped up. They wanted to win this. I game. was confused why Illinois bench was just sitting there. They just had bench was doing. Well, I I'm guessing that uh, they got a little ass chewing at halftime because they started cheering the second half. So it made no sense why they didn't. It's just, just, they looked like they were sulking yeah. and they just very weird, but I mean, coming off two games where you win by 60, it's, I mean, it's, just, it's, it's hard. And then I'm glad that Illinois, you know, had this game because if they would have had another game where they won by 60 and then they went in to play Baylor, they might've beat, got beat by Baylor by 30. Yeah. So they still I, could, they still could. We don't know yet. Um, I felt like Kofi's defense was absolutely atrocious this game. Uh, every time Preston came in the lane, Kofi just kind of – he he acted like he was going to jump up and he just kind of stood there. I don't know if that was part of the game plan because Preston did show that he could dump off if he had to. So, I don't know if that was part of it. I don't know if Kofi was just more out, and he, but he just seemed late to everything. Um, and there were – especially at the end of the game, um, you know, he just – wasn't trying to change anybody's shot. It's just not the was, Kofi I remember from last. You think that was his worst game as in the line eye? Uh, probably. I mean, I don't remember anything as bad as this. At least defensively. Right. Yeah. I mean, defensively, really I, it was just weird. Um, it was just strange that he wasn't going up for anything. Um, Ohio had a good plan, though. I mean, they definitely did. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah and Preston is like doing. the perfect guard. The way that he plays, like the perfect guard to expose Illinois' defense yep. In, yep. inside. And, you know. and he, you know, Preston would get the screens and he'd kind of get Io on his backside. Um, and, and you usually see Io do that a lot. Um, haven't seen him do a lot this year. But there were just times where Io would slap at the ball once he got past him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Preston, you know, 
was real good. 31 points, six rebounds, eight assists. Um, I think Vanderplus had like 20 points. So um, those two guys kind of carried this team. Um, but, but Kofi still doing well running up and down the court. Uh, one time he actually led the break off a dribble. Um, it, it looked, it looked okay. It didn't, you know, he didn't look like he was doing anything wrong. So um, I, I thought the DeMonte Vanderplas matchup was kind of weird. Um, in my opinion, I, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like DeMonte maybe should have been on Preston and put IO since he's longer on Vanderplas. I felt like DeMonte got dominated. Those are going to have issues with that. Starting DeMonte at the four yeah. is not going to work against everybody. When you got a, right. a four like uh, Vanderplas who can shoot and he can, he's got pretty good moves inside. He has pretty good touch, it seems. Is there a reason why IO can't guard those guys though? I mean, I was six five well, and long. I don't know. I mean, you look at the start of the game, and Frazier was getting dominated by Preston. So then he puts Io on Preston. Right. I don't know. He probably never even thought about putting anybody other than Demonte from the starting five on Vanderposs. Yeah. Which I don't know if that really makes sense because, you know, Io is two to three inches taller. He's stronger this year than he was last yeah. year. He could put up with that. Well, problem. and then you know, and then he put Georgie on him, and Georgie couldn't. I mean, Georgie was just – Georgie had a rough one, yes. In Georgie. Um, but um, DeMonte didn't have a bad game. Um, you know, he was your player of the game, and I get it. But I just felt defensively it was a weird matchup. Um, just my opinion. Um, it's okay. It's okay. He, he, he is looking good from three. Uh, three of four. Um, he uh, does – turn the ball over a little bit when he gets goes to the basket, but uh, he does remind me a lot of Felice as a glue guy. And, and when you need him, he shows up. So um, really good to see. I felt like Adam Miller uh, didn't have the greatest of games. Um, oh, he wasn't hitting shots. That he wasn't 11 points. Games. Yeah. Um, I take will, it uh, I'll take it over. Uh, Adam Miller did not – shoot the ball the way that he did in the first games, which is fine. You're allowed to do that. I mean, you're allowed to have a couple games. You're not shooting the ball as well. Um, the entire team kind of seemed like they weren't doing what they did in the first two games. And Adam Miller, it's okay. Yeah. You threes, you're allowed to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, a four. Um, and it, it is what it is. Sometimes you're not hitting. Um, he did have that great move early. I don't know if you talked about it last <laughs> I forgot letting the dogs out, but uh, <laughs> nice little stop and go. Uh, still really smooth with the ball. Um, he can I, do more than just shoot, which is good. And oh, yeah, he's got a college ready body, as we said, he right? Can get underneath the hill, he's gotten some and ones already, right? It seems like he's a little up and down at the line. Maybe that'll get better, but well, before yeah. we later on when we go into the Baylor game, they're going to be facing some legit guards, so they got to be ready right. for that. Right. And, and like I said, Illinois still shot 40% from three, but they only made six threes. Um, and, and I feel like they're going to need to, to knock a few more down consistently, I guess. Uh, 40% sounds like a good, good percentage, but it just seemed like Ohio could collapse on everybody. Uh, anybody that went to the hoop, they were collapsing because they weren't worried. Uh, DeMonte didn't make them pay a few times. So, um, at least DeMonte was hit. So, uh, I thought Curbelo struggled this game. Um, the better competition, I know it's still Ohio, but 
the better competition uh, really showed his flaws. He had some really bad turnovers. Uh, and, and again, like we talked about before, Illinois had 16 turnovers to Ohio seven, which is unreal. I mean, and you let a team like Ohio turn you over 16 times and you only turn them over seven. That's not, that's not Brad Underwood basketball. Like, you know, he always preaches, you know, defense, defense, defense. So plus he uh, rolled his ankle. So hopefully he did roll his ankle. Uh, he came back in good. after that yeah. though. So um, he's doing all right. Uh, and, and like you said before, Preston never turned the ball over. So that's pretty, pretty impressive from a guard that probably had the ball 75% of the time when Ohio had the ball. I mean, he had the ball to start every possession. Yes. And he was the main playmaker. So, mm-hmm. yep. Yep. Um, I thought the refs uh, might have been a factor into that defense. Um, it seemed early on they were kind of just calling little touch it fouls. Yes. <laughs> they were. They were. Um, but so, to be fair, I think the second half, the second half was kind of like, I feel like Illinois kind of got their game called as a top 10 team usually does. Like mm-hmm. Ohio had a lot more fouls for most. Yeah. And and I think Bardo even made a comment about uh, one yeah, of the bad. fouls. He was, he was, he's like, I can't believe they called that foul. Well, they were doing it most of the game. He, had a, he had a rough he, go yesterday. Uh, I noticed that I like, I'm I'm okay with listening to him if Illinois is winning by 50. Uh-huh. But if it's close at all, he, he seems to really try to not show any sort of bias. Like he says, oh, I don't want to comment on officiating because I think these guys do a great job. <laughs> but I'm going to make That was a bad problem. call. Oh, wait, <laughs> yeah, it was a good exactly. call. And then yeah. on the uh, the last play or whatever, one of the last plays wherever the Ohio player clearly knocks out of bounds. They call it on DeMonte, and then they review it, and he's like, ooh, this is going to uh, be That's going to be closer than and you think. side angle, you got the ball. The it Ohio player's hand is close. directly on the ball. DeMonte's hand is five <laughs> feet away from the ball. I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't think we're going to have to listen to him for a while, though, because they're yeah. not going to be on the Big Ten Network until probably, yeah. like, you know, one of the lower, like the Penn State game, maybe that's on the Big Ten Network, but it'll be a little bit. Unless they have a game next Saturday, which it still says to be announced, no game. I don't understand that's, that whole thing. That is really weird. Um, maybe so, it's like a makeup date if they need it. I don't know. Yeah. So your boy Zach Griffith got in, got some playing time. Uh, I think he got put in at like 445. You immediately messaged me and said, what is he doing in? And I said, probably giving the guys a breather for the under four timeout. Here's what I read on Twitter. Oh, how does Twitter know? The beat writers that are at the game oh. were saying something like, it seemed like Underwood was really pissed, and he first went to bring Grandison in, but then brought Griffith in, seemingly sending a message to Georgie and Kofi, which I'm okay with sending There's a message. There's nothing wrong with that. But why are we putting this guy in? He got blown by like two seconds into <laughs> the game. He, he, he should not be playing any minutes unless they're up by 40. Any yeah. minutes. I'd rather have Hamlin in. Yeah, I I just think that Underwood was was fed up. I mean, it's I, the equivalent I don't of him. putting Tyler Underwood in in the first half, like he did a couple. If times Underwood wasn't her, he probably would have. So. It's not good. It makes no sense. If if Zach Griffith sees the floor against Baylor, there's a real problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, Illinois took a 35-34 lead into half. Um, I I I personally felt like when Kofi needed to get the ball, they weren't feeding it to him like I said when he is when he's between the defender and the hoop he should have the ball a lot uh I I feel like Kofi was getting mad too uh 
you could hear them yelling. It's so weird to be able to hear everything. Um, <laughs> but uh, kind of like when Georgie missed the two free throws and the Ohio player said, nice shot, buddy. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty good. It's a good line, but um, maybe you should uh, get on the floor and play. It was good. Instead of just standing there. Uh, Illinois is two of eight from three in the first half and nine turnovers. So doesn't seem not good. good. Um, they, I felt like Vanderplus got open a lot from three, which I thought was kind of crazy. Um, he hit a couple of huge ones down the stretch. That one uh, three with Georgie and Kofi being all confused. That was the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I don't know what the heck was going on, but I feel like they have a hard time closing out against him. Uh, I did go back cause it seemed like he made quite a few, but Vanderplas only made four of 10. He shot 10 threes. Uh, 40%, you know? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Some of them were really bad. I don't know if he, some of them were real bad, but, um, that's why he plays in the Mac. That's true. True. Um, and, and Miller, uh, I know we talked about, he didn't, you know, do a whole lot, but, uh, around the 12 minute mark, uh, he had, did have a really nice and one. Um, and then later in the game, uh, he went to the hoop and just got pummeled and they didn't call anything. And Bardo was like, <laughs> if he's not a freshman, he would have got that call, which I think is the most asinine thing I've ever heard. I don't, do you think the officials are like, well, he's a freshman. We're not giving him that call. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yep. Just sorry. You don't get a call because you're a freshman. Sir. Are the officials paying this much attention to who is <laughs> what grade? You think they have like a sheet year? that says what year everybody is? Pulling a card out of their pocket, 44 <laughs> freshmen, no call. No call. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that. Uh, we have a comment on Twitter from yeah. uh, a, I don't see the name, just says Johnny. Uh, I'm assuming he's talking about Kofi. His hands need work. Yeah. That's what separates him from Luca. That's what I've been told. I agree. Um, yeah, he it's just there's something about a guy that big and and the fact that he can't hold that ball hard enough that a bunch of little five foot guards can come and smack it out. Um and and when they get into Big Ten play and they play teams like Wisconsin and Iowa and like Underwood said, uh, you know, this Ohio team exposed their weaknesses. Yeah. Um, and and I, that was one of the big ones, I think. So, yeah. Um, I felt like Io uh, really stepped up the D. You talked about it um, against Preston in the second half. Uh, he held them to like two points for the first 10 minutes. And then Preston kind of started getting going um, and ended up scoring, you know, like, I want to say eight, seven of their last 11 points or something. I mean, he's, he started doing what he needed to do to, to get them a chance to win. And, and, you know, as much as I'm a Illini fan, I felt bad for the kid because he played his butt off. And um, like you said, they probably deserved to win because Illinois was, was not great. Um, but uh, Kofi ended up did, he ended up getting the ball a few times. It was literally right after my buddy said they need to get Kofi and Georgie out and run a five guard lineup. Um, and then I think uh, Kofi went off for like nine points in a row, uh, gave Illinois like a 58, 53 lead. Um, and then Vanderplask hits an open three Illinois or Ohio gets back within one. Um, and then it kind of goes back and forth a little bit. Uh, get down to the two minute mark and Illinois goes down four after Vanderplus hits another three, um, 71, 67 at that point, uh, Trent gets fouled. 
um, before any time runs off the clock. One or two from the free throw line, which just kills you under two minutes. Um, that one of your best shooters goes one or two from the line. Uh, luckily, Ohio turned the ball over. <clears throat> Illinois comes down, and who hits the shot to tie it up? Io DeSumo. Uh, just, it's amazing how good he is in the last two minutes when Illinois needs something. Um, and we talked about Preston uh, getting inside, and he did get inside, and Kofi did come up, and he, he dumped one off to the big man for an easy two. Um, and then, like you said earlier, Frazier finds DeMonte for a nice three to put Illinois up with 34, 34 and a half seconds left. Um, <clears throat> Preston, again, gets to the lane. Kofi doesn't do anything, just stands there. Preston makes a nice little floater. Um, then Ohio decides full court press with 7.7 seconds left, which uh, I we I thought it was kind of weird. Um, my buddies all kind of thought it was kind of different. Um, as good as Io is downhill, I don't think you can full court press, um, especially in that situation. Io got the ball and he went by four guys in a split second. Um, got to the hoop. Um, Ended up getting fouled. If he wouldn't have made it, wouldn't call a foul. Kofi was right there, slammed it back in. But, uh, you know, Io does what Io does, makes both free throws. Illinois takes a lead with two, two and a half seconds left. Um, they end up fouling uh, to run off some clock, which I know was iffy because it kind of gave them the ball closer. Uh, but luckily, Frazier picked off the inbounds pass, and uh, Illinois gets the victory, pulls it out. So, um, kind of needed it. Kind of, kind of needed this before Baylor, though. I think. I think that's that. That it was very good. So, um, Io did say on his winning drive after the game, that's why I would lift weights. So, very apparently, good. apparently, I need to start lifting weights. So, I guess. Well, you also, you know, you got to be like six five or whatever. So. <laughs> six five. True. 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 I think I saw a comment that I accidentally blocked for some reason. I pressed the button twice, messed it up. Sorry to whoever that was. They said something like the refs wanted it to be close. I don't really buy that. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think, I mean, I don't think they did anything detrimental to the game. Um, but I, I do. The refs are there to just do their job. I really don't think yeah. that they're, <laughs> unless they're betting on it, maybe they are, but um, are. I can see it. We've seen that before. Uh, I can see, I just think the refs are there to uh, call the game in front of them. I don't know. I, maybe some crews might, you know, try to even things up with fouls. Like if one team has four fouls, the other has two, they might call one or two just to call them. I think that might happen sometimes. But mm -hmm. I don't really think the refs came there with the intention of, number one, <laughs> if you're a freshman, you're not getting the calls. And number two, we are going to make this as close uh, as, a game as possible. I don't no. think they do that. No. Nope. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it was a game that Illinois definitely needed. Um, like we said, uh, Underwood said, you know, it exposed the weaknesses. Uh, that's that's what you need um, before you go into Baylor. Now it's all about fixing the weaknesses so you don't let Baylor <laughs> exactly expose stomp them. on you. And um, Baylor can expose them a lot more than Ohio did. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, I just wrote down a few things. Um, the the players on this team. Uh, that you, you see when they do things like this, this is how you win championships. This is how you get to the final four. Um, 
after the first game, Kofi immediately got on the floor. He was doing some some workouts with Fletcher, which you love to see. I wish that maybe they would have worked on jumping on, you know, shots going up. But, you know, whatever. Um, yep. I, I, I think every game he was on the court two hours before uh, the, the game even started, which is fantastic. And then, like I mentioned before, uh, Trent Frazier, after the first game, went to Ubin and said they said he put up shots for hours. So, and you, you could tell that it worked because he went four or seven in that Chicago State game. Um, so, it, it's really good to see players this committed. Um, and, and I think that's what's going to drive this team to be, you know, one of the best. So, uh, they did show a little pop-up on on the game. Um, the Athletic did an anonymous little survey with uh, some of the players in the Big Ten on who the hardest players to score on were. Um, Aaron Henry was first for Michigan State, had four votes. Uh, Frazier and Williams both had three votes. Kofi had one. Io had one. And Georgie had one. Um, not going to go into that, but uh, and then Harper Jr. and Trice both got one vote too. But oh, only five, huh? Five, five of the seven, or did whatever. Anyone eight. else? Did so. Anyone, so, is that the only players that got the votes? Yeah, that, that was the only players they so had. So, you got one from Wisconsin, one from Rutgers, one from Michigan State, and then five from Illinois. That five from great. Illinois. That's, I mean, it's fair. Pretty sounds pretty good. Uh, if you guys watch the games, you notice I, I'm not sure they talked about it at all, but uh. Hutcherson is out in California um, talking to a specialist about his back. Not good. So that does not sound good. Um, hopefully he gets something figured out and can be back this year. But, it, that, I mean, if you're going to see a specialist, uh doesn't sound very good at all. And then uh, Bosman Verdonk, my boy, uh, still is dealing with his foot injury. Never play again. So, so we didn't get to see him play either. When you have a foot injury that's been that messed up for that long, I don't know when you're going to play. I agree. I like I agree. the rotation it's as tough. it is now, although I want to see a little bit more from, uh, you know, I want to see a little bit more consistently from Grandison. Wow, I almost did what you did. Um, <laughs> and then I want to see Coleman Hawkins step up a little bit. He kind of – he played a little weird first couple games. Coleman, Coleman Hawkins also has the the freshman body, I feel, like yeah. Curbelo does. Yeah. Um, I had it kinda, too. Yeah, oh, absolutely, I had it. So, nothing wrong with it. Um, but, you, but you just look at Adam Miller and you're like, this dude's a freshman. I mean, it's, it's unreal. And, I mean, also, usually when you have like a 6'11 guy or 7-footer, they're usually like 190, 200 pounds. Kofi, mm -hmm. a little different as well. Kofi, yeah, solid. Like, you look at the number two recruit next year, Chet Holmgren, he's seven foot one ninety. So, you know, Kofi's he what, probably he probably people. handle the rock though. You know? oh, he's very good, but he's very skinny. I mean, Anthony Davis had the same thing. Sure. Anthony Davis, though, superstar at Kentucky, despite being not being a freshman with his body and all that stuff. But uh, so I guess we'll get into the big one on Wednesday. Hopefully, they play this game. I mean, you never know at this point what could happen. I know that yeah, uh, the Baylor's had their issues already with it. They uh, yeah. were supposed Illinois to football game got canceled today. Um, well, that's a, Ohio State. 
It's Ohio State Duckdom. We know that. Um, yeah, I know. You know, I heard that if Michigan just says, "Hey, we're not playing you," then Ohio State can't play in the Big Ten championship. Well, the thing with that is that Michigan has to have like a valid excuse. They're not just. Well, gonna... They don't have to, but they don't have to say how many COVID cases they have. All they yeah, have, they to, have to say, say "Oh, that. we got COVID." They have to say that, yeah. But I, I guess I, I could see Harbaugh <laughs> going that low. This is. It all goes back though to the fact that. The Big Ten is stupid for starting as late as they did. They should have started when everybody True. else did. So True. it's a mess. And Kevin sure. Warren's a moron. We'll get Anyways, in. hopefully we're going to play this game on Wednesday. Yeah, uh, Baylor plays their first two games today and tomorrow. So tonight they will play Louisiana Lafayette in Vegas, and then they'll play Washington tomorrow. So Lafayette and Washington is a little bit different than Arizona State, Seton Hall, and Villanova, who they were supposed to start off with. So right. Illinois will go in playing three games uh, 3-0. and Baylor will presumably go in 2-0. and Hopefully there's no issues. I know Baylor's had their issues, and this will be the first time that Illinois is traveling, albeit not traveling very far, uh, mm-hmm. but you never know what could happen, so hopefully the game gets played. Uh, we'll go into it assuming that it will. Um, so, first of all, Baylor is very, very good. I think we know that. They're number two in the nation for a reason. Now, do you think Illinois is going to be number eight during this game? Uh well, who lost? Uh, Virginia, Virginia lost. lost to San Francisco. Virginia was number four. Uh-huh. Kansas lost to Gonzaga, who's Kansas was number six. I I could see a scenario where maybe Wisconsin goes to six. Yeah. Iowa goes to four. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they might be. They might be seven. But I don't think they're. Yeah, good. I don't think Kansas should get bumped back for getting no. run out of the gym by Gonzaga, no. who's by far the best in the country. Um, right. <laughs> so, the top player for Baylor is Jared Butler, who averaged 16 a game last year on 42 percent shooting. Uh, he's six foot three. Who's going to guard him? Who do you think? I could see Demonte. Maybe Demonte. I maybe I. I mean. I would say I would put Demonte on him. They um, might they might I end assume, up putting him on uh, Mark Vital, who's a six five two fifty guard. I feel like I feel like Io's just as good as defender as Demonte now, though. Um, I think it'll be Io will guard Butler, and then I think Mark Vital, uh, who's six five two fifty, another guard. He is the number one glue guy in the country, probably. So if you want to go glue guy on glue guy, you put Demonte on him, and. Sure. Uh, probably have Trent Frazier guard Masio Teague, who averaged 14 a game and four rebounds, a six foot four guard. A nice duo with Butler. I think uh, maybe Miller guards him. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I think Trent, I don't know if I trust Trent against a six four guard who's a stud. I mean, yeah. we'll see. But um, yeah, Baylor has very good guards. Their backcourt is among the best. I mean, I think Illinois' backcourt is just as good just because of how good Iowa is and how good we've seen Miller be and the fact that Miller's a freshman who's already, you know, playing like he could be a senior. Um, mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. Uh, let's see what else I have here. Uh, they lost their leading rebounder last year, who was Freddie Gillespie, who averaged nine rebounds a game. So they're, they're pretty they're, – they're not – they don't have very much experience in terms of front court, in terms of guys that play a lot of minutes. Like they have a few guys last year that played, you know, five to 10 minutes a game and averaged two points and two boards. They have some of those guys. They also have some freshmen in, uh, in their front court. But as I mentioned, Mark Vital is the ultimate glue guy. I think he's like the number one in the country. If you look at all the glue guy rankings, which are very important, but uh, you know, he's one of the best at that. Um, 
He averaged six points and six rebounds a game. He's very similar to DeMonte. He's bigger, though. He's 6'5", 250. He's a big, uh, big cat. Uh, they don't have any overly experienced bigs, like I said, who play a lot of minutes. They have a deep rotation, though. Um, they have a couple of freshmen. They have a couple of freshman centers. Six foot nine, Dane Danger. Hell of a name. Uh, he's a four-star, number 85 nationally. And they have Zach Loveday, who is the ultimate freshman body at seven foot, 200 pounds, soaking wet, uh, three-star, 150 <laughs> nationally. So I got a couple of good recruits in that front court. Um, I'll probably try to catch up on maybe – some of their games in the next two days, kind of see what their rotation. Yeah, is. I'm pretty excited. Guard heavy. Watch them. Uh, guard heavy for sure. Sure. Um, so they kind of, you know, they're Illinois is a different team than Baylor, but um, their rotations are pretty similar in terms of how deep they are. And I think Baylor's rotation is a little more experienced, just because. They have some uh, some guys that played in the front court last year that have come off the bench now, and Illinois has that. But Georgie is uh, inconsistent to uh, say the least. Um, yeah, is the first heavyweight matchup for the Illini. So, you know, Baylor they have experienced guards. They were top ten in the country in both defensive and offensive efficiency last year. I think Illinois was like top thirty defensively and top twenty offensively. So. Um, I mean, these teams are close. I think on paper, Baylor is probably a little bit better. That's mm-hmm. why they're number two. But, um, right. you know, Butler and Teague versus Io and Adam Miller. And then uh, Vital and Davion Mitchell, who averaged nine uh, points, two rebounds, and three assists last year versus DeMonte and Trent. So you got four players in both starting lineups that are very good and very experienced for the most part versus sure. whoever the big men. I don't know who's going to start against Kofi for them. I mean, Mark Vital has the size, but he's only 6'5", so he's probably not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, what's your pick? Uh, I, when we did our picks last week, uh, I had Illinois losing this game, so I'm going to go uh, Illinois 76, Baylor 83. I'm going to go with the same number of uh, points differential. I'm going to mm-hmm. say 78-71, Baylor. Um, I thought you had Illinois winning this game. I was kind of iffy, you know. I, I think I was really depending on whether Illinois won or lost yesterday. Okay. And I think and I would And they didn't impress you enough yesterday. That's what you're telling me. Well, no. And also, I think, uh, you know, I don't – I'd like to lose to both Baylor and Duke. I guess I could see it. But, uh, you know, it's good to uh, – there's nothing wrong with losing to a top-five team early in the season. I mean – I agree. I, it, honestly, it's just nice to see Illinois playing in these games. Um, usually it's, you know, Duke, Michigan State, Kansas, Baylor, Gonzaga, all those guys play each other. So it's nice that Illinois actually is, is ranked high enough to play in games like these early in the season because these games make a huge difference, I think, later in the season, yeah. being able to play in these games rather yeah. than playing in, you know, the – what were the Emerald – cup or whatever they were going to play in yeah like oregon and florida state and someone else which you know those are good i think it was florida which florida's pretty good right yeah so uh, they wouldn't have been terrible teams florida but but they're definitely not baylor and you know yeah this is a really good night of hoops too on espn uh the first game is six o'clock will be the first game the jimmy v classic presented of course by corona that's not ironic at all. Uh, West Virginia 
who had trouble with Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky did what I needed them to do, which was beat Memphis. They're frauds. Um, <laughs> and then Gonzaga, who is by far. I mean, Gonzaga is just ridiculous. They have everything. They are on. Their, their offense is so good. So it was supposed to be Gonzaga-Tennessee. Now it's Gonzaga-West Virginia, which is honestly probably a better matchup. I know Tennessee's higher ranked in the AP than, uh, than West Virginia, but West Virginia's a fun team. And West Virginia's a team that can, you know, bring – little bit of defense see if they can you know mm-hmm. slow Gonzaga down to a degree which Kansas didn't and Auburn didn't so this right. game at uh, nine o'clock and I have a line on it the line is updated it's very interesting that this is the line speaking of lines Illinois Chicago State got to what 42 41 and a half 42 yeah easy cover. which is un- unreal for a basketball game for a yeah. basketball game yes <laughs> That's usually what the line is when Illinois plays Ohio State in football. Yeah. 41 or so. Probably not that high because it's a Big Ten matchup, but, you know, you get, you get the deal. Um, I think the line yesterday was like 16, wasn't it? it yeah, was 16. 16 they didn't even come close to covering that. So, uh, Baylor is a six-point favorite for this game. So, which is interesting because, you know, Illinois has played three games. Baylor hasn't played any. I, I figured the line would be like two and a half then see what Baylor does today and tomorrow and then go from there. But I guess they've seen enough. They, they think, hey, we think Baylor's that good on paper and the people betting it probably think that, I guess. But uh, whatever. Six-point dog. Uh, it's going to be – I think right now what they have for the Duke game is Duke minus two. So we'll see where that goes. Um, Illinois is a higher-ranked team, but it is in – uh, Cameron Indoor. So, what do you think about six? You think that's too high, too low? What do you think? I, I think it's fair. I mean, you look at ours, we're seven points. So, uh, yes, it's fair, but you know, I don't like being disrespected like that. <laughs> when we picked a seven point spread, I would rather disrespect my team more than okay. people do. Then Vegas do it. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, I think six is a fair, um, Number the fact that we haven't Baylor hasn't played a game yet, and Illinois got taken to the wire by Ohio. Uh, Maybe Baylor will get taken to the wire by Louisiana Lafayette. Who knows? Who knows? I'm excited to watch that. Why can't they? Isn't Indianapolis Eastern time? Yes, should be. Why is the Illinois game at ten Eastern? Yeah, ten Eastern. That's ridiculous. You're telling me you can't have a six Eastern game? Is there a game game before it? I would assume. Gonzaga, West Virginia is at uh, is 6 right o'clock our time. Okay. And then it's three hours in between because you got to have an extra hour. Got to clean, all right? All the other stuff. Yeah, and plus warm-ups and stuff. Um, so they couldn't make the Gonzaga game at 5 o'clock our time, 6 Eastern, and then the other game at 8 o'clock our time. Nine. It makes no sense. I don't get it. I agree. So that'll be fun uh, for people that have to do things in real life, unlike me at the next day, the <laughs> yeah. Thursday. So, yeah, so I guess, I mean. It's I worth think, staying up for, though, right? Well, they, unless they get murdered, then it was, wasn't. Well, then you can stop watching at halftime. Then you're not a believer. Go to bed. <laughs> All right, so, and you know what's interesting? Next Saturday, I don't know if Illinois is going to play. It still says T- TBA on 12-5 potential game. Gonzaga plays Baylor on Saturday. So, they go from Illinois to Gonzaga. That'll be interesting. Uh for that one, and then Illinois, I, I guess their next game, we're just going to assume that it's going to be Duke on the 8th, and we'll do another episode probably next Friday or Saturday 
Um, yeah, we'll probably do it Friday is they, if they're supposed to have a game on Saturday. Yeah, we'll do it Friday. Um, and we'll, hopefully, hopefully we'll know what that game is by then. We'll go over, game, yes. review the Baylor game, and then talk about the the mystery game and the Duke game. Yep, and then after that, we'll do the uh, Friday episode following the Duke game, and the next day will be the live watch party that nobody's going to watch party. for Illinois, Missouri. Uh, so we need, we don't know the time on that game yet. So hopefully we'll have the time by the next couple episodes and we'll discuss that. Uh, so that'll do it for us. Episode 36 will come your way next Friday or so. Let's hope they can outperform our expectations for the Baylor game and, uh, go Illini. All right. We will see you on Friday of next week, which is like December 4th. So we will see you there.